Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Coach, where we discuss college opportunities and cultivating habits. I'm Katie. I'm Emily. And I'm Noah. And today we will be talking about how to survive and thrive in online and virtual classes. Being that online and virtual courses are seemingly the new normal now, it might be beneficial to review some ways to maintain a healthy mindset and workspace as you navigate those classes. Noah, do you have any thoughts on online classes? How do you feel about them? Yeah, online classes, it's it's tough. I feel that a lot of the benefits of online classes are also potentially a lot of the negative effects of online classes. It's one of those things where it's a double-edged sword. It depends on how you use it. Um, Because like, for instance, you know, a lot of the things that we'll be talking about later, like um, the accessibility that you can have with online classes, the flexibility, uh, sometimes that can be seen to, uh, for me, can create problems because it's too flexible. You need need to have structure and you appreciate having the structure that you get from attending a face-to-face class. But uh, being able to put structure in an online class can make those really beneficial. So I definitely, it's there's definitely pros and cons to both. I remember my first online class was was really good. Um, I enjoyed it, but then there were some online classes that I felt, oh, I, I wish I had had this in person. So yeah, it, sometimes it just depends on the class, but it's definitely a lot of the things I liked about it were also the things I didn't like about it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, When I first started at Weber State, all of the classes were online because it was just fall 2021 when everything was just starting to go like kind of back to normal-ish. So I have a love-hate relationship with online classes. It honestly depends on how the professor sets up the course. And we've talked about this in a previous episode, but I, I don't know. I have a difficult time holding myself accountable, especially when professors give a really relaxed deadlines. Um, but I do lately have been preferring online classes rather than face-to-face because it works better with my schedule. Um, Do you have any thoughts about online classes, Emily? Oh, I have many, many thoughts on online classes, some good, some bad. Um, I feel like I kind of have a love-hate relationship with online classes because like you're saying, Katie, like, they are so nice for your schedule. Right now, my work schedule is kind of crazy, and it changes week to week, so it's nice for me to have a lot of online classes because I can just do them when I have time uh, with my work schedule. But the dead, like, I just... I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just because it's online. I don't have that in-person accountability. I sometimes just get a little bit behind in my online classes. I forget that I'm in the class because there's not a physical place for me to go to class and remind me, hey, Emily, you have a class. I just forget about it. And so that's that's my problem with online class. It's probably more of a me thing. But I just have a hard time taking them as seriously as I do in-person classes, mostly because I think I don't have that physical place that I go and I'm accountable. But I do like the flexibility and I've enjoyed that in yeah. college. I think a lot of us listeners will agree to what both you and Noah have talked about. But for today's episode, we have compiled a sort of survival guide when it comes to handling online and virtual classes that hopefully will help you as students feel more comfortable and prepared to handle the materials. Absolutely. And I think the biggest thing that we need to do is we need to kind of define our terms here because especially with um, the pandemic and everything, there weren't a lot of virtual classes before. So when we're talking about online classes, we're talking about classes that are completely online, meaning that there's nothing you have to go to, nothing you have to attend. It's all just up to you on those deadlines. But um, as you've probably noticed, there's a lot of virtual classes available too. And virtual classes are different because they do have a set time where you have to be in class, tuned in virtually, usually via Zoom or something else. And so those classes 
um, virtual classes are different because even though the homework is online, you still have to have that accountability. You still have to be attending class virtually. And then, of course, there's in-person classes. And one of the things that I think is really good to kind of just uh, preface this whole episode is even though there are differences, ultimately, we need to recognize that these same tips that we're going to give really apply to all of these classes. It's just a matter of recognizing the need for it more when you don't have a physical class. So really just treating them uh, the exact same way, even though they are different, is really kind of the big, um, what should I say, crux behind all this, the big idea behind these ideas. Yeah, and I appreciate that so much, Noah, because when you're preparing for online classes and virtual classes, it is important to create a designated workspace similar to how you would approach face-to-face and in-person courses. But, you know, holding yourself accountable is its whole, it's a whole different beast. When it comes to any kind of work, just remember it's best to do it in a specific place that applies to your schoolwork. So creating a learning environment dedicated to studying and reviewing material is really important. And the more that you complete your work in your workspace, the more that your brain will associate this area with getting work done and accomplishing goals. In that way, you're kind of training your brain. Uh, Whether it's your back porch, your kitchen, your living room, or maybe even your closet, it's important to determine what environment will work best for you to study. It's interesting. I actually had one semester where my schoolroom, basically I have a younger brother and we live at home and we used to have it where my schoolroom and my bedroom were one room. And then his schoolroom where he would study and his bedroom were one room. And I found that that was really hard because it was like I would oftentimes just sit on my laptop on my bed and just want to type. And it just, it it's it took me a while to realize that it was the study environment, you know, because it's the same room where I like to go and basically sleep. And it's the same environment that I'm going to do work and it just didn't work. So we actually switched the environment. So now um, my brother and I are roommates in one room, but then we also have a room designated for that studying. And I found that that works so much better. So even if you have to rearrange your room, do whatever it takes to really designate that study space. All right, the next thing to keep in mind is organization, creating and maintaining an organized workspace. It might seem simple. It might seem like that's, that's obvious, Noah, but I'm telling you, the real monster arises when you reach midterms and you have three essays and a project on various courses, and all of a sudden you're seeing your accounting course, you're seeing your biology, you're seeing your dance, your history, and it's all on your desk, all scattered on the floor, and um, of course my desk was never messy. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm listening to my family members who are laughing right now because <laughs> they know that that's not true. Um, so yes, definitely. It helps your mind so much to have uh, a clean workspace. So two things to keep in mind, folks. Number one, only have on your desk what you are studying. If you're studying accounting, remove your biology, put that all away. If you're studying biology, you know, just do that. And then continually just have your workspace clean. And even if it just means all you have to do is at the end of the day, just make sure everything is clean so that way you have a clean slate tomorrow. Um, just doing that in and of itself, I found is really helpful. And to help with like organization, start off by creating folders where you can label your classes and separate your notes and assignments and use those day, uh, folders daily, consistently and intentionally. Throw back to one of our previous podcasts because often students will abandon this habit, which creates more disorganization. And I think to go along with that, something that I do when you do have a lot of online and virtual classes, maybe a lot of your material is just going to be on your laptop. And I tend to have 100 tabs open. Please don't do that. (laughs) I create 
Um, I don't know if all laptops do this. Mine does. I can create different profiles on my computer. And basically, if I open one up, it's for one class. And then I can open up, open up my English profile. And oh, then I can open clever. up my other profile. Yeah. And so I have, I still have a lot of tabs open, if you will, but they're all on my separate profile. So if you're thinking about how can I apply this virtually, maybe try that out. You see, and I love that because it's, it's totally the same thing as keeping your physical desk uh, space clean, except you're doing it on your, your desktop. That's so cool. Um, another thing is to keep in mind distractions. Again, we've talked about this over and over again, but it is so true. Make sure that you have a dedicated time for school, work each day free from distractions. Um, big thing is using a calendar. You know, uh, I'm going to do a throwback to our procrastination podcast. Uh, calendar, using a to-do list, um, having a routine to hold yourself accountable is really the best thing that you can do. You're kind of being your own professor. And during those study sessions, really the biggest thing is treat it like a job. Um, you're obviously not going to want to show up late for your job. You're not going to want to do anything less than your best for your job. So really, treat this as a job. This is, this is a job where you are, your professor is the boss or you're the boss and you want to give yourself um, your very best. So focus solely on your assignments and just you're clocking in, you're clocking out, you're taking a break. And when you take breaks, you're not doing it during those study sessions, just leaving it. Um, being systematic like that is really, really key for online classes. I like that a lot, No, I'd never thought about it that way before to treat it like a job. I'm going to try that out. That's great. Um, and kind of going off of what Noah said, it is important to pay attention. With virtual classes or online classes, you can easily, easily get distracted. I know I have when you're at home and you're on a Zoom call, all of a sudden everything else seems really interesting in your house. <laughs> when like before the Zoom call, you're bored, right? Kind of funny. But a good rule to follow is if the teacher is talking, take notes. Write down the important points and use images and drawings to help you recall information easier later down the road. Another thing is turn on your camera if yes. you're in like a virtual Zoom class. For me, that made me feel a lot more accountable. I can't tell you how many times I've been in a Zoom class. I'll turn off my camera and I literally fall asleep. Yeah. Full disclosure, okay? But when our cameras are on, it grounds us. It says that I'm here. This is a real class. I'm treating yep. it the same as if I were in person. And that's a big thing to be accountable and help you pay attention. Testify, sister. Oh, <laughs> that is so important. And, you know, it is difficult with online and virtual courses holding yourself accountable. I have been caught asleep on Zoom before. <laughs> oh, so, like, no. it's, it's not good. You know, as a student, it's embarrassing. And just like Emily was talking about, Make sure that you're taking notes, keeping yourself accountable by doodling if you don't have anything to take notes on, and keeping your camera on. Those are some of the most fundamental ways to hold yourself accountable during those sessions. And for anyone who has done an online course before, you'll know that it is quite a hassle to keep yourself in check. So set personal due dates for all of your assignments and check in with yourself on those due dates at least once a week when you're looking over your planner or your calendar like Noah was talking about because you don't have someone face-to-face -to, -face to let you know and keep you updated about assignments. It's all up to you. And so if you're able to set those timers, those alarms, or just event reminders on your phone, it's good to have those so that you are holding yourself accountable in that way. I think that's really important, Katie, because one thing that's especially common with online classes is a lot of times students have questions about the material or about the assignment. Um, one of the benefits of being in person is if you if something's confusing, you can just ask the teacher right there. Hey, this assignment doesn't make any sense. What are you What are you wanting again? But online, um, that's not always the case, and so you have to email your professor and you have to be more proactive about communication. And so when you're giving yourself that more time, you're giving yourself that extra time to communicate and to kind of anticipate those things um, when going wrong. 
So that's really important. Another thing that came to my mind was, you know, taking taking short, uh, frequent breaks. You know, I think it's easy for us when we get in our um, computer and get everything signed in that we tend to just work and work and work and we tend to zone out a bit and just our brains get fuzzy um, because we're staring at a screen for hours of studying and forgetting what we're doing. So yeah, make sure that you're taking a break, five to ten minutes, um, and just between study sessions, that will really reduce the strain on your brain. Again, you know, going back to the Pomodoro method, a common thing that we talk about with students when we're coaching them is how can we take breaks and make sure that we're addressing things in ways where we're being effective and not um, just slowing down because we've been on the computer too long. I like that. And last but definitely not least is remember to stay positive. Navigating online courses can be difficult, but try to remember to smile, laugh, and find joy in the work that you do. And I'll tell you this, I have never been one to turn in assignments late. That's just not ever how I grew up. But ever since starting online courses, like full disclosure, I've turned in things late. And I I know every time I turn something in late, I just, I feel awful. I'm like, I can't believe this. Like I should know better than this. How long have I been in school? My whole life, right? Like I know not to turn in things late, but sometimes it just happens. And so what I found is treat yourself with kindness and keep your professor in the loop if that's the case. Say, I'm not asking for an extension. I know I turned it in late. I just wanted to let you know that I'm sorry and I'm gonna try not to let it happen again. I just forgot. And what I found is that professors, they appreciate that. Not that they're going to say, it's okay, I'll still give you full credit, but that creates a little bit of accountability too with the professor. So when when you do mess up or you do forget to turn something in, treat yourself with kindness, smile, you're going to get through it. It's not going to kill you, okay? It's going to be fine. Yeah. And and again, um, even though it's we're online, professors, they still often have office hours, even if they're virtual office hours. So don't feel like you completely have to be completely removed from your professor. You can still schedule. There have been coaching appointments where we would literally take time to schedule an appointment, even though it was virtual, with that professor. So that way you have that dedicated time with that professor. You can kind of make that more personal connection, like you were saying, Emily. Love that. Yeah. And with online classes, you know, obviously it might not be what you want to do some days. It might not be on, you know... You're not always pumped for it, but taking these courses seriously and treating them like a job is going to help you grow as a student and as a person down the road. And with that, we will wrap up today's episode with a quote from American New Thought leader and author Christian D. Larson, where he quotes, Believe in yourself and all that you are. Know that there is something inside you that is greater than any obstacle including online and virtual courses. You can do it. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Well, if you want to make an appointment with us, because um, we actually are trained to talk about how to help with online and virtual classes, if there's something in particular, you can always schedule an appointment with us, whether it's online, face-to-face, or virtual. You can make in a coaching appointment through weber.edu slash academicpurecoaching, or you can email us at coaching at weber.edu. All right. That's it for today, folks. Thanks for listening, and see you later, Wildcats.